the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Okay, this weekend we checked off two big things. It has Wall Street worried. Would there be a winner to the election? Joe Biden took the mantle. He took the presidency. He took the number 46. He has claimed it for his own. And Wall Street was okay with that. It's kind of last week's story. We saw that developing. We're waiting for concessions still. But we're going to call that one a checkbox, and we'll, we'll write it in pencil, not in pen. Just until there's a concession or until there's a transition, we're going, eh, we think so, right? So that was a positive for the market. Check mark number two. We're putting this one in pen. We have a vaccine that's 90% effective. Mid-November was the time frame essentially all along. And Pfizer has not leaked, but has discussed. They got something that's 90% effective. We were hoping for 75, 70% effective, which is where a typical flu vaccine falls. More than 90% effective, but it's not going to be here today. It's not going to be announced officially. It's not going to be distributed. And I did get some personal bad news this weekend. My mother, who's 80 plus years old, has COVID. So she's going to die. She's going to die long before a vaccine's released. But stocks rallied to record levels this morning. And you can hear the songs in the background. Happy days are here again. Uh, that's actually a pretty sad song when you hear the words. Um, but uh, neither here nor there. The Dow Jones Industrial Average up 1,300 points. Anything over 600 is like a whopping kind of day. The market's up 4.7% on this news. The S&P 500 reached a record, up 3.5%. The small cap Russell 2000 gained 5.8%. I don't see days like 5.8%, but once in a freaking fragging blue moon. Where do we go from here? I'll say that's good news and bad news. Having a vaccine doesn't mean we have a healthy economy. Having a vaccine doesn't mean we have a trade deal with China. Having a vaccine doesn't mean that there wasn't a lot of death and, and dismemberment and hurt and pain in our healthcare sector. It doesn't fix states' budgets who basically bent over backwards to try to facilitate proper solutions while giving up tax revenue to fund those. But Pfizer said they have a vaccine with their partner, BioNTech, that's 90% effective. You would imagine that Zoom and other stay-at-home stocks are getting crushed on the positive vaccine news. That is a true story. 
You would also imagine that travel, restaurant, and hospitality companies saw their stocks soar this morning. The rally is justifiable. It is true. It is real. It is not going to be a one-day flash in the pan because ultimately, like I said, this is one of the big four. Coming into November, we had a lot of questions about how is the election going to go. Will it be a blue sweep? A blue wave? Will it be a red wall? We didn't know. And I think we kind of got most of those answers for what it's worth. Twitter will say otherwise. And now we have a vaccine. Now we have to distribute it. What's next, you say? A stimulus bill. Over the weekend, it started being discussed. About $800 billion is the number that I've looked at that will support us for the foreseeable future, minimum. Anything on top of that is going to be like, woohoo, gravy. So <clears throat> realistically, we're looking at a Summer Olympics. Realistically, we're looking at a fall 2021 that looks really normal. <laughs> he did it. My man, Andrew, pulled the sound effect that I wanted. So I was at dinner on Saturday after watching the Biden and Kamala Harris take uh, <laughs> uh, the stage, so to speak. And it just it cracked me up. I don't know. What was it? Did someone slip me something? But I thought it was too funny that every time Joe would say, I want to make the party better. You'd hear horns. I'm going to I'm going to cut taxes. I'm going to raise taxes. <laughs> like, I love that. I thought that's the, the funniest thing that has come out of COVID. Uh, so every time the waiter would come by, I'd say, um, he'd say, how's dinner? I'd say, it's, it's beep, 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 beep. And my kids would beep, 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 beep. And it just was kind of one of those, we are so exhausted by this that we're finding abs humor absurdly funny. Like, it, it, it's not that funny, but I like the beeps. And I think we should keep that going forward forevermore. When we go to sporting sports events, when your favorite team scores a winning goal, you go beep, beep. You don't clap. You don't spit. You don't cheer. You don't yell. You don't get the flu virus coming out of your mouth. You just beep. Pfizer, BioNTech can say COVID is 90% effective. It's making me laugh right now. Um, <clears throat> one thing that, again, let's talk about the, the negatives here because there are some negatives. Shares of Zoom fell sharply today, down 15%. Fellow stay-at-home stocks, Amazon and Netflix dropped 3.5 and 5.4%. Teladoc Health slid 6.4%. Shopify declined 5.1%. I think for the first time in a long time, we can see the light at the end of the tunnel. Traders have piled into those stocks because there was no light. Bank of America up 8%. JP Morgan Chase up 7.2. Why are they up? It's expected as the economy opens back up, the economy will expand. And as the economy expands, the fear of massive recessions goes down. Fears of massive recessions make companies like Bank of America and JP Morgan go lower because they've got credit cards lent out to you. If you don't have a job, you don't have money coming in. You're not able to service your mortgage. You're not able to service your credit card. You're not able to, what's next, right? Borrow money to start a new business. No, you're you're hunkering down. You're turtling up. JP Morgan Chase, um, big winner. There's a lot of ways to play this today. 
And I don't think it's going to be a one day pop and done. Although the bigger the pop, the more likely it's a one day and done. With that said, I feel good. I feel happy to tell you that news today. Um, Pfizer CEO captured everyone's perspective in a CNBC interview this morning when he said the trial results suggest that there's light at the end of the tunnel. The market is sprinting towards light, basking for today in its glow and afterglow. Sadly as it is that the number of daily case counts hit a record over the weekend, and my mom is one of them. And people came up to me when they heard that my mom is like the first person that I know directly that's gotten COVID. It's a shocking, sad reality. It did eventually hit us all, statistically speaking. Over the over the weekend when those numbers were going 100,000 for five straight days, I'm like, that's 500,000 people. That's eventually going to hit someone I know that comes to me and says I'm statistically one of those people. Peloton's down pretty big, just throwing that out there for you. While American Airlines is up 24%, Norwegian Cruise Line's up 24%. Zoom and Peloton down roughly 13%. So it's one of those days. A lot of pundits are now suggesting that legal challenges will not be successful with President Trump. And it's one of the reasons the stock market's not getting unnerved by the reports. It seems to be making sense. The demon known versus the demon unknown. Wall Street likes consistency. Find me at newfocusfinancial.com. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. So this could be a pretty quick show. I could just replay that first segment seven more times and be done. There's gonna, not going to be a lot of focus on the Wall Street other than what I've already talked about. Stocks are lifting off on vaccine news. And on some levels, the first day of trading after Biden is... I don't want to say the word accepted. But I guess Biden has come to terms that he is going to be the 46th president of the United States. And it's the first day for Wall Street to look at, okay, let's see how things are looking Okay, female vice president, okay, check. And like Wall Street's not flipped out. It's a demon known versus unknown kind of thing. And I'm sorry if your candidate is not the one we're talking about. And I don't know what else to say. That's how Wall Street kind of works. It, it deals with issues. <clears throat> Biden has won the most extraordinary election that I've ever seen. What comes next is a big question. And again, this gets into uncomfortable territory when I mix politics with the economy. Some people won't like what I have to say. As last remaining votes are counted, the toss-up states have been put into place. The 46th president looks to be around the corner. Um, 77-year-old Democrat could pull off a victory, it looks like. There's going to be a big race down in Georgia for two Senate states, which somehow, some way, some shape, some form didn't get resolved. And they have to do a runoff. I believe January 5th is what it looks like. And if you thought the amount of hard inquiries into your Facebook account on can you give $5, can you give $5, can you give $5, we're over, you're insane. It's going to come right back probably starting this week. In large part, the uh, a big shift of those two seats, if they go blue, suddenly 
Biden has a clearer path to spending more money to projects that he feels dedicated to. Um, just throwing that out there, it's going to be a difference of a $800 billion stimulus versus a $4 trillion or somewhere in between. I don't know. I say this in a goofy, stupid kind of way. I can't imagine that Georgia would go. It's such a red state. I can't imagine they would go with two blue senators and fall into places beautifully as that was just explained. It could happen. I can't imagine it. Um, Biden is considered an institutionalist. He's been pushed by youthful energy in the party to be more socialist. Um, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez has said she may quit politics because she doesn't think the Republicans are taking progressives agenda seriously. So there's already some strife inside of the Democrats and how far left can they go or will they go? Even inside the Democrat think tank this weekend, there was some finger pointing on how they lost seats in the House of Representatives by going against the police or saying defund the police. That may have been a message that went too far. So the Democrats have some coming to, for the lack of a better phrase, come to Jesus moment. What would Jesus do or what would Arnold Schwarzenegger do or what would they have some reckoning to do right now? But I think that'll play out like it typically plays out, not in a very pretty process. Divided government has been historically good for stock markets with the S&P 500 rising 60% on average during periods when neither party had full control. The index has uh, risen 56% under Republicans. It's, uh, no, no, under Democrats, the stock market does better than under Republican control. Under Democrat control versus Republican control when Congress is kind of in a full house kind of scenario. So I would say if I were to read the tea leaves on what happened over the weekend is that the election 2020 was more about a balance of power than it was about giving any one party a mandate. But again, I can't wait to stop talking about this. I'm talking about how it reflects on Wall Street, so bear with me a little bit, okay? Next things next is stimulus package and then distribution of the vaccine. Distribution of the vaccine means mandates start getting lifted, schools go back. Um, to school, people start to travel more, things start to open back up in a realistic level. But again, what will the scars mentally be from all this? It's a good question. For one thing, inflation higher yields aren't entirely off the table. The size of the stimulus would indeed uh, make us in question what inflation looks like and how does the market deal with higher interest rate yields. I want to pull up a couple of things real quick here while I can. Talk in real time, taking a look at the markets. Um, are we going to close up where we opened? That's probably our first question. Do we close with conviction today? Or do we let it fade into like, oh, that was nice. 
Goldman Sachs published a research report today that said without a COVID vaccine, the market could drop 10%. Crude oil is moving higher, above $40 a barrel. In theory, that has room to run to the 50s. That's a pretty good up market if you believe in COVID vaccine markets reopening. Gold is losing its luster today. Silver is losing its luster, both down four and a half, five percent It snowed in the mountains. Woohoo! What a weekend, right? Bitcoin's down about 1%, which is not a lot. It's not a pronounced movement down. It is a movement down, but it is not a pronounced. It's not a flight to safety, <clears throat> but that can come back with inflation. If you think the economy starts getting too hot, Bitcoin's got another play in it. It's not just the COVID play. <clears throat> Taking a look at the 10-year treasury, it's at 93 basis points. That is showing signs of confidence. Money is being cashed out of treasuries, and where will it go? Treasuries are the safest of the safe. It would be like investing in um, like a turtle defense. And now you're going to like SPF 40. And then next week you go to SPF 15. You're taking more risk. You're putting that, that safety money to use in other ways that, that imply risk. And it could be bonds. It could be stocks. It could be real estate. And that could cause inflation. I'm happy to see this news today. We will continue to talk about it. Sadly, I do not think that there's a lot of other stories that I can talk about today. Guess what, everyone? McDonald's has a chicken sandwich coming out in 2021. Woo! <laughs> Thank you. I'm, I'm glad I got the beeps. Props to me. Um, but it's really going to be the Pfizer show today. Um, let's take a look at how Pfizer's doing. You would imagine you're the first company to leak information that you got the vaccine, you got it figured out. Is it up 100%? Is it going to change the world? No, it's up 6%. That's how Wall Street works. It was up a little bit more a little bit earlier on. We'll talk about this and more. Good news, people. Things are starting to fall in place so we can have a more normalized second half of 2021. Maybe a little earlier. I'll be hopeful. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me at newfocusfinancial.com. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220, KDOW. This is a very difficult show to do today. There's a lot of politics in it. And there's a lot of science, two things that have polarized our country. Um, I gave the sad announcement that my mother was tested COVID positive and moved by paramedics to a hospital over the weekend. She's got a cough and she's got flu symptoms, which are not good signs, but she's not on a ventilator, which is a positive. One day later, it's not missed that I'm bringing this up. Pfizer says that we have a vaccine that's 90% effective. 65% would have been more than acceptable, according to the science nerds out there. I was asked, would I take a COVID shot? Yes, I would. Um, this is not new science. This is flu vaccines have been around since the 60s, and we've gotten better and better at working them through. 
early on in COVID, it was announced this is a fairly easy vaccine to develop for this type of virus. It is not HIV, which has been very virulent and tough to get the correct formulations to beat it forever. But look at Magic Johnson. What once was a six-month to one-year death sentence in HIV, uh, we've gotten good at managing diseases. And I think that's a positive here. Again, that's my science issue. I'm not talking about vitamins. I'm not talking about masks or not masks. I'm just talking about the science of inoculations and vaccines. We've shown that we're pretty good at them. I will say this. Will masks be around a year from now? And will we start aiming the research that we pulled forward in the world of vaccinations? Will we aim that at other issues that we could try to control in the future? One of the big ones a couple of years ago, uh, before I had children, was uh, Merck had come up with a, a shot so that you didn't get herpes, but you had to take it at age 12. And a lot of America said, wait, wait, I'm not giving my kid an anti-herpes shot before they, they even are sexually active. And I'm like, I would. <laughs> so just saying. And for the record, I've now started to introduce a bill in front of Congress to change the name from herpes to hempies, in large part because hashtag um, he matters too. <laughs> and you're saying you're trying to make a joke and it's not funny and it's falling flat. Stop it. You're not, you're not going to, you're not going to co-op the hashtag me, hashtag me too movement or women's. No, you're not going to do it. Hempies. It is interesting that it's a, uh, female connotation with her, right? Anyway, big winners today. Carnival Cruise Lines up 39%. Southwest Airlines up 22%. Disney up 14%. Disney's probably the one that I would say out of those companies. Yeah, yeah, I, I'd buy some of that today. I own shares of Disney. But to me, I still don't like Carnival. There's still a, a big old sea bucket of, of flu, vac flu just floating around the ocean. They get hit every year with boats getting decimated by various types of, of flus. Now, I know it's not, you're not like, you're exaggerating, Rob. I don't think I'm exaggerating that much, but it is an exaggeration. Boeing is up. Remember a couple weeks ago, Boeing came out and said, we're sad. Worldwide travel is going to be down for, for 10 years. This is good news. Airline stocks are particularly sensitive to coronavirus news. As the pandemic has prevented me and my family from flying, pressuring revenue, driving up losses to more than $20 billion in the last two quarters alone. Again, this probably means less stimulus, which is probably a negative for the market in that maybe had we gotten it, we would have spent it already. And like, oh, look, on Monday, we get this news too. Sweet. The stay-at-home stocks are getting crushed across the board. Zoom down 15 plus percent. Amazon, Netflix, Teladoc, Shopify. Zoom's up 635% for the year. They're down 15% today. Don't feel bad for them. Amazon and Netflix are up 79% and 60% respectively. Teladoc's up 146%. I love the idea of Teladoc. First and foremost, let's let, let's get the COVID out of the way and say, okay, yeah, people aren't going to their doctors and they're doing a lot of stuff online. 
my sugar booger just got something prescribed because she's got the creepy crud. <laughs> alleged, alleged, alleged. Uh, she got something that her doctor's like did a tele, tele teledoc meeting on. I love that because let's let's put it a different way. How about poor people? How about people in remote remote parts of the country or remote parts of the world? The more teledoctoring we can do, the, the more people we can get healthcare to at a cheaper delivery mechanism in theory. Now, watch when I try to do news that isn't exactly about COVID and the election. Epic has announced a special offering for Fortnite players. Now, through December 31st, Fortnite players who make a real money purchase in-game and who are new subscribers to Disney Plus can get two months of the service for free. Buy a character for 10 bucks and get two months of Disney Plus for free. It doesn't feel right today, does it? In kind of similar but different kind of news, Papa John's is enjoying a big old piece of pizza. It's enjoying itself right now. The eating at home shift, the new focus drive has pushed Papa John's to a good area. They've got a good world to work in, in the COVID world. Domino's Pizza's, if I had to own one pizza company and only one, it would be Domino's Pizza instead of Papa John's. Although I do think Papa John's hiring Shaquille O'Neal was a stroke of genius to be their spokesperson. Charles Barkley does not like Shaquille O'Neal, and I get it. The only better spokesperson in my mind would be Mr. T, but I'm digressing. Mr. T selling Domino's Pizza versus Shaquille O'Neal. Mm-hmm. You see where I'm picking up? That's right. Mr. T makes an appearance. Thank you. Uh, okay. So uh, Papa John's sales increased 23.8% in North America, 20% internationally. It's posted six straight quarterly year-over-year -year revenue declines. Um, this has been a good world for them. Instead of going after drivers like Domino's goes after, they went after DoorDash and Uber Eats. Um, it'll be interesting to see how DoorDash's valuation goes forward and how quickly Uber comes back. Uber and Lyft got Prop 22 done in the uh, California elections. And now a vaccine, those stocks should be. And I'll take a look with you right now. I'm doing the show very much so on the fly today. But those stocks should be poised for further gains. Uber's up 8% today after having a big week last week, and Lyft is up 20%. Um, again, Pfizer has announced a vaccine that looks to be 90% effective. Will I get the shot? Yes. Will my children? Yes. There's a couple areas in the world that I do believe in. It's vaccinations. So... Uh, you know what sucks is I feel stressed saying that out loud because there's people out there who don't like me saying that. Over the course of the next several months, you're going to see additional aid come into the U.S. economy, probably with a little less emphasis now. Vaccine, rock, scissors, paper is going to trump a stimulus, and we're going to be talking skinny stimulus versus Chunky stimulus. 
I know you're saying, please pat in the name Skinny Stimulus. Please pat in the name Skinny Stimulus. That's what it's going to look like, in my opinion. But again, a lot of focus in the next couple of weeks are going to turn to Georgia. Democrats appear to fall in two seats short in their attempt to take control of from Republicans in the Senate. Georgia will probably force runoff elections for two seats there in January. With the fate of the Senate in the balance, it seems unlikely the Democrats can pull a Senate comeback. But Wall Street may actually get nervous because it's Wall Street started to price out a blue wave, but a Senate control would be price it right back in. Wall Street's enjoying the day. And I say, I hope you do too. It's been a long time coming with this issue to get us to the announcement of we got something that looks like it should build efficacy. 60,000 people in a study is not 6,000. It is no longer a study on uh, the compounds, phase one, where we're studying the, the lab reports of, hey, look, it could potentially build this type of immunity. Phase two, it didn't kill animals off in mass. We tested on animals. Didn't kill them off. No big birth defects. Nothing. No big checkoff signs. Phase three, they started using sixty thousand humans, um, and ninety percent of efficacy is is it's more than enough. Um, McDonald's launches a new growth strategy. See how that just doesn't work? It just doesn't work. Um, they get together with all their not all their franchisees, but they do a a franchisee palooza every year to try to focus on what what's needed and it's core products that they're going to focus on burgers coffee and chicken a new crispy chicken sandwich something some franchisees have long sought in order to compete with popeyes and chick-fil-a can mcdonald's compete with chick-fil-a that's a good question you can find me online at newfocusfinancial.com that's newfocusfinancial.com Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money investing and more. Anything that you want to talk about, we could talk about. Money investing and more. It was a very interesting news weekend. We have Pfizer announcing this morning 90% efficacy in a flu vaccine tied towards COVID 19. Couple things I want to throw out there. Diseases that vaccines prevent are numerous. Tetanus, for instance. Um, rubella, Hib, measles, whooping cough. I couldn't imagine having a child die of whooping cough, but that used to happen before we had vaccines. <coughs> Mumps, chickenpox, diphtheria. You can go down a pretty big list of how the world has been made a better place for the vaccines and for Vi Pfizer to get their name tied to this. I hope Pfizer gets a little bit of glow in the sunshine. Pfizer fabricates pharmaceuticals. They do a lot of molecular science. 
They've partnered with a lot of genetic DNA type of science moving forward. I had a father who passed away from cancer. I could tell you that the cancer treatments in the last 5, 10, 15, 20, 25 years since he's died have gotten better. We're still not there. I believe you could invest in the healthcare sector in large part from the stupid stuff I'm talking about right now. We're a society that's getting older and we want to extend our lives. Yesterday morning, I got the news from my brother, David, that my mom had been moved in an uh, ambulance to a hospital. She's got COVID. It's not lost on me that one day later, we're talking vaccines on COVID. I'm not particularly close to my mother at this moment, not from a lack of love, but from a, a distance. Uh, my parents raised a child who needs to be, hmm, I'm a bit of the patriarch of the family, but at the same time, I'm not terribly close due to the fact that my mom's 80 plus years old and she's not living a great life. And her medical care was just upped one more level because as she's getting older, she's deteriorating more. In all likelihood, would I be surprised if COVID takes her down? I wouldn't. Will I cry? Sure, I'll cry. My mom was a good person. She treated me well. Um, she laid the foundation of a good human being, but um, this has been a pretty nasty run on the, on the COVID. You're going to start seeing world economies look like they want to open up. There's three stories today. Politics has a little bit more of a uh, pathway. Uh, for sure. Then there's the stocks that did well during the pandemic and the stocks that didn't do well in the pandemic and how those scripts just got flipped. Now, McDonald's is going to test something called McPlant, which I know I can't do non-COVID stories today without sounding like an a-hole. McDonald's is going to test a meat-free burger in several markets next year as it adds plant-based menus, plant-based offerings to their menus. And it's one of them is going to be called McPlant, MC Plant. And they're starting to look at some chicken substitutes. Shares Beyond Meat, which make meat-free patties for McDonald's Canadian tests, fell 6% on the news that McDonald's is developing their own in-house product. Breaking news, any other day in 2019, that's the story that gets on my show. Millennials and their love of plant-based protein alternatives. I, I've used some of them. They're more than adequate, but you have to dress them up because on their own, they're not quite what we're used to. And when I say dress them up, put them in tomato sauce. Do something. Um, put mayonnaise on it, and it's probably just about the same, right? So McDonald's would be a big story any other day, but not today. Dow's rallying big this morning. Let's see where we are. It closed the first hour. We started up huge. We're drifting a little bit lower. Up 1,200 to up 1,000 is drifting a little bit lower. That's not a shock to me. Because this morning when I woke up, 
I went to see the baby and I shook the baby. And then I remembered the sign above the crib that says, don't shake the baby. Keep in mind, I don't have a baby, so I'm making this up. But I wanted it to shake the baby this morning and go, wake up, wake up, we have a vaccine. Markets soared to record highs after upbeat vaccine data. I guess if I can get back into the goofiness of me, you should be able to take a look at your 401k today and go, I, sh- I should be near record highs if I didn't do anything. Did I panic during COVID? Did I sell off? Did I go to cash? If he did, you're screwed right now with a, the, the, the devil's dilemma of, do you jump back in now or do you wait for, to see the economy come back? I think Wall Street looks out six months into the future. And to me, it's saying whatever Biden has up his sleeve and the Republicans have up their sleeve, we're going to be in an okay place in six months. I think the market looks out six months and says, whatever COVID has in store for us, whether it be, does everyone get the flu shot? Does everyone not? We're going to be in a better place in six months. We still need to get stimulus as our next focus, skinny stimulus versus chunky stimulus. And then we need real earnings and real revenue growth to be pre night to be 2019 numbers, not 2020 numbers. Find me online at newfocusfinancial.com.